we welcome you again to, to the Lord's house. This is Evan. And uh, a while back he asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior, so we're going to bat baptize him. I have rarely seen anybody as excited to be baptized as this, as this young man is. Uh, he told me before church, he said, I am so excited to be a part of the church. I said, I said, Evan, I wish everybody was excited to be you. So, Evan, do you, uh, have you, do you <laughs> let me get my words straight. Do you believe that you have received Jesus as your Savior? All right, you hold your nose and you hold this, and I'm going to hang on to you. And so, therefore, by his profession of faith, I baptize this my brother in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. He said, I am all right, and I feel, and I feel better. There you go. There, there you I, I think he wants to preach a little bit, and we're not going to let that get Okay. 
Strength always. 
Hebrews chapter 11 again. We're going to take out a couple verses that we read last week. Uh, yeah, Children's Church uh, read last week. And I said last week we were going to come back to them. They're a little bit different. Hebrews chapter 11, 11 through 12, talking about the faith of Abraham and Sarah and three big tests of faith that they went through. The first one we looked at last week was the Leaving when you don't know where you're going, God just told you to leave. Uh, the title of the message today you see on your screen, Believing What God Has Said. And we took out two verses, 11 and 12, last week, and we'll look at them this week. Uh, so there's that that, God, that uh, Abraham and Sarah left, not knowing where they would go. The second test is the birth of Isaac, their son. Their, their only son. So that's today. And we'll look at 11 and 12, if you're ready. Here we go. Uh, scripture will be on the screen. There's uh, not really an outline today. I'm going to do today quite a bit different. But there are some, there's some information on the back side of your announcements if you like to use that. And, and primarily it's going to be the scriptures that we're going to, going to read. By faith... Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. And there's, that's where we get the title from, believing what God has said. She judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude innumerable as a sand which is by the seashore. So if you know the story, not going to go into it a lot, we are going to turn, let's go back to Genesis chapter 18, read just a little bit. I think it's 
probably the most fun part of the story to read. It's Sarah in the tent and laughed at what the angel said. But uh, so she is about 90 years old. Abraham is about 100 years old when Isaac was born. So if you're close to that, there's still hope, okay? And some of you said, I've given up on hope, and I don't want to go back to that hope. But this child that God had promised about 25 years ago to them is a major source of faith, a test of faith in their life. They are obviously well past the age of where childbirth should happen. And it just is a fun part of the story. Genesis chapter 18, 18, 9 through 15. And this is obviously about a year before Isaac will actually be born. Three angels. One of them, I know there's this philosophical, not philosophical, doctrinal dispute. Is Jesus one of them? I don't know. But so I'm going to say three angels visit Abraham and Sarah on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah and they stop at Abraham's tent and they're going to give a birth announcement to Abraham and Sarah one more time. Then they, that's the angels, said to him, said to Abraham, this is verse 9, where is Sarah your wife? So he said here in the tent and he said, I will, the angel said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And I think that's a reference to they've already been made this big mistake with Hagar and Ishmael, if you know that story. And so the angel's very specific. Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Believing in what God has said, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening in the tent, uh, in the tent door, which was behind him. So she thought, you know, she's concealed. She's waiting in the tent behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. Now, she didn't chuckle. She didn't laugh out loud. She laughed within herself where no one else could hear it saying, uh, after I've grown old, shall I, have, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And so she laughed. She scoffed. She laughed at what the angel had said. Like, you know, there's just no way. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Now, Abra- now remember, she laughed within herself. The angel said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Abraham said, I didn't, I didn't know she did. And and Sarah, can you put yourself in her place? She's waiting inside the tent, and she hears the angel say, why did Sarah laugh? And she's like, ah, uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know anybody heard that. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Here's a question, verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And by the time the service is over, I want you to answer that. 
honestly. Kind of like the angel's asking Sarah to do. Honestly. Is anything, anything too hard for the Lord? Really? In your heart? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I'm going to come back. She is going to have a son. Is anything too hard for you? But Sarah denied it. No, I didn't, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. And she knew it. I don't know. There's no way to know this. It sound, this story sounds very much like when Gabriel came to marry the mother of Jesus, a virgin, which is important. And he said, you're going to have a child. And she said, how can this be? And, any, and, and Gabriel said to Mary, with man, it's impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. I'm wondering, it'd be really cool, wouldn't it, if Gabriel was the same one, if one of these angels was him. No way for us to know that. With man, it's impossible, right? Whatever. Now, we kind of leave. This is a story, but I want you to apply it to you. We're probably here not now not talking about you having a child in your old age. That's, that's just what they were going through. You're going through something else. Your test of faith is different. But I would ask you the same thing, what Gabriel asked and what this, is anything too hard for God? With man, it's impossible. With, with God, nothing is impossible. Next screen on, your, on the screen and also on your outline if you're looking at it. If God can create the heavens and the stars and has numbered the hairs on your head, he can take care of you. Now, here's, here's where we're going to do a little different. I'm not going to preach so much. I'm, we're going to read the Bible. We're going to read the Bible in church. Okay? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to read the Bible in church, and then we're going to pray. We're going to read our Bibles, and we're going to pray. And after we read our Bibles, that's when our prayer time will be. And I want you to be, and you know it's coming, and I want you to be thinking as we read through the scripture as the Holy Spirit takes what he has written, as, we, as the Holy Spirit takes what he has written and he starts applying it to you. This really is no longer about the story of Abraham and Sarah and their tests of faith. The story now shifts to you and shifts to me and it's now our test of faith. And so what I'm going to do is maybe read it a little slower I may read it with a little more emphasis. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads. But you allow God's word to speak to you because that's what it's written for. Do you believe what God has said? Now, as Christians and as, you know, if you come to First General Baptist Church, you're going to hear all the time, we believe God's word. We teach God's word. We believe God's word. We believe all of it. We believe it. We teach it. Now, I'm really, I want you to do that. I want you to believe what God has said. It's, this is why we read God's word. It's not to get a star in Sunday school. It's, to, it's for God to speak to us. Okay? First scripture, these will all be on the screen. 
I'm going to read some of them out of my Bible, and I'll read some of them off the screen. But the first one comes out of Matthew chapter 6, 24 through 34. Matthew 6, 24 through 34. Now you listen as God speaks to you. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Money is another word for that. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither, neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth, are you not of more value than they? Are you not of more value than they? Of course the answer is yes. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Which of you, by worrying, can add an inch to your height? Of course you can't. So your worrying isn't helping. <laughs> it's not accomplishing anything. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew chapter 10, 29 through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, which means they cost very little. They're very cheap. Two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. I want you to think about that verse a second. Jesus isn't just saying that. I don't know if you watch birds. I don't know if you pay attention to birds. Can you imagine how many billions of birds there are? And Jesus said not one of them falls to the ground. Not one of them dies. But our heavenly father knows it. He knows exactly how many birds there are. Tell you what's amazing to me 
He knows how many mosquitoes the birds eat. I wish, you know, they'd eat some more, but he's got a count of all of that. It's not just a cute thing to say. God knows every bird that falls. He knows every bird, and he feeds them all. You know that he knows you. If he knows the birds which are not worth a fraction of what you're worth, you know that he knows you. Verse 30. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered, not counted, numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Don't fear. You're worth much more than that. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. These next two, if you're looking at your outline or not, these next two I use a lot. I want to tell you, uh, I would almost use the word trick. I don't like to use that word. A discipline, a uh, way to do things. I'll take scripture during a really difficult time. And I'll repeat it over and over again. And I'll repeat it over and over again. And I'll, what that's doing is that's getting my mind on Scripture instead of my mind on the problem. And I, and I find myself always doing that when I'm under stress, going through an issue or a problem, and I don't know the answer to it. I don't know what to do. I, I do that when I've tried and I've tried and I've tried to do it on my own. I've tried to fix it on my own. I've tried to figure it out on my own and I keep working at it and I keep working. I'm leading into this verse because this is one of those verses that I will some days repeat this verse almost all day long over and over again. Why? Because it, this verse will apply to those times that I'm working and I'm trying so hard, but it's not helping, it's not solving the problem, it's not advancing the issue, it's not helping. I'm not able to do it. And I'm wearing myself out trying to do it on my own. And I'll take this verse and I'll repeat it over and over again. And there are a lot of other, a lot of other verses too. But these next two sections, I'll, I'll do that. And just let that, what that's doing is let that verse get into your mind and into your heart. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Along with that, very close to it is 1 Peter chapter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, 
Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I'm going to ask the musicians to come up, and we're going to pray. Today has been one of those days that I really haven't given you a whole lot of topic. I haven't really given you a whole lot of the message that deals with a specific thing. So in that sense, it's very open. And the question will come back, do you believe what God has said? Do you believe what God has said? And so this is our, this is our time to pray now. We've looked at what God's word says. Now we come to pray. There have, I haven't given you a topic. I haven't been real specific. I have no idea what it is that you need to pray about. I don't know what's going on with, your, with you. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know where the care is. I don't know where the burden is. It's open. It can be anything, and it can be anyone. You may want to come and pray about you and what's going on with you, and, uh, Lord, I need help. I need to come to you. I'm trying so hard, I'm working so hard, and that scripture that says, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and that may speak to you. So you may need to come and pray about you, about what's going on around you. You may need to come and pray for someone else. There may be someone else in your life that you're burdened for, for them, uh, whatever that is. The issues are open. If the Holy Spirit deals with you about coming to pray, come. I'd like for you to stand. And as the musicians get prepared to pr uh, play, you just allow the Holy Spirit to move you. If there's an issue you need to come and pray for yourself, come. If there's an issue that you need to come and pray for someone else, come. Just as, just as they play and sing. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more, stronger than darkness, new every morn, our sins they are many, His mercy is more. Sins they are. 
Yeah. 